It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard for a Friday show, Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, it was uh, a busy night um, for girls basketball last night. Boys didn't do anything. They took no, the- not last <laughs> night. But they, they, they were all busy on Wednesday, and they're going to be busy again tonight. Um, for the boys, I thought there were a few teams that made a statement. And for the girls, at least with the MAC teams, is it fair to say I'm a little disappointed with the slate from last night? It was a bad night last night. I'm I'm just going to go with that. Um, the 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 Our Lady teams, with the exception of Marine City. Uh, in the MAC, who wasn't weren't going to lose that game. Um, the there were there were some disappointing um, scores, uh, and and one it just sticks out glaringly with one. Me, I thought it was I, reported backwards. I, I I guess you know you you can have a bad night. Right. It happens it, to everybody. It does. It does. We'll talk. I just didn't think it would happen to them on this night. No, it, it happens. <laughs> um, I thought Armada showed up and showed out. Uh, they they kind of flexed their muscle a little bit, and uh, you got to see two teams for the first time last night. Yeah, um, and North Branch has got a couple of players, but um, there's also people who aren't there that I thought were. So, so that cleared up some things for me. Yeah, we'll do uh, the uh, boys' games from uh, Wednesday first. Then we'll do the ladies' games. Plus, uh, there's some hockey to talk about as well. Uh, and that's all uh, coming up in uh, just a, uh, a moment or two. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We will beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com.
Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Homestyle Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. Quality Computer Solutions is an all-inclusive IT managed services provider for large, medium, and small businesses. Let QCS become your business's IT help desk supporting desktops, laptops, phone systems, servers, backups, security, and more. You manage your business, we help you manage your technology. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides staff augmentation to help guide you through enterprise-level projects. Are you concerned about security? Is all of your data properly backed up and protected from cyber attacks and ransomware? Call Quality Computer Solutions at 8 888-956-6066 for a free on-site security assessment. 888-956-6066. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Welcome uh, back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. And it's uh, time to get into some uh, boys basketball action from uh, last night. And Wednesday. And Wednesday. um, Because there was really only uh, girls basketball last night. So where do you want to start with on Wednesday? Do you want to start with Northern's win over Eisenhower? Because that was a – I won't say that's a big win, but I like the way they just handled their business. A young team being able to go on the road and play not a great team, but a, a decent team and taking care of it sixty seven fifty. Yeah, well this is I, I like the the fact that they went there. They won by seventeen, so they apparently won without any difficulty. I mean, you can get nitpicky and go, Well, they've been scoring eighty, but I mean eighty is a ridiculous amount in a high school basketball game and you're not going to average that unless you've got division one college players I mean, on your team. This is what I was hoping for with Northern going down there. Get a convincing win. Cam Haru, he's the main scorer for Northern. He has twenty five. But then it's going to be a, a other guys that step up. Like Alex Jameson did not have a great scoring night. On Wednesday. So Amir Moreland has 11 points, 7 assists, and Caden Cantrell adds 11 points as well. And this is like at least three games in a row, I think, that Caden's been in double figures. Right, and I think it might be the same three. Haru's been in the 20s. And, and that like that really, that really helps Northern because early in the season, their, their post players play well, but they weren't scoring. Like they're doing their jobs getting rebounds. Uh, but they're getting into a lot of foul trouble, and they really weren't providing a whole lot of offense. And now Cantrell has really kind of uh, transformed himself into a guy. If he's getting eight points a game, Brady, they're tough. Right. Right, and, because yeah. now that's a, a fourth option that you have to worry about that even if Alex Jamison or Amir Moreland or Cam Haru doesn't have a great scoring game, if he can help just give you a – a bucket and a half a quarter, that's going to make a big difference. Yeah. I mean, you you can like you can get two guys to score 25 points in a game. It's hard to get three or four guys to do that. There just aren't enough shots. Right. Um, unless you're just going to completely abandon defense and just run and gun, mm-hmm. um, which 
Coach Jamison is not going to abandon defense. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I mean, so you can have one of the big three, we'll call them, not have a big game. But they now have pieces who can pick up the slack. Oh, this guy and this guy had an off night, but Malik Thompson did this. Caden Cantrell did this, and it balances out for them. Right, and that's why, like, when you look at this Northern team, when we do our draft, it's going to be hard to dissect what they are because they mesh really well as a team. And you have to play the hypothetical game. Okay, if I picked one of those kids off and put them on a team that they'd be the best player, what would they do? And I think there's a lot of those kids that would have a lot of success. Oh, yeah, I, I, I do too. But that's a hell of a win for Northern. I love them going down to Eisenhower. I talked about how they hadn't played a lot of true road games. And they go on the road and just, you know, sweep Eisenhower away. Again, Ike, not a colossal opponent, not this huge win. But it's a team that had won about as much as it lost. Actually, they're st- even with the loss, they're still above 500, and you went to their place and you took care of business. I, yeah, I really like that one. And that place is a dungeon from the 1960s. I think it might be the original gym they had when they yeah. opened the school. So it's it's not an easy place to go. No, no, not at all. But I like that for Northern. I like seeing Cam Haru still in the 20s. I like Amir Moreland. He's the stat sheet stuffer. He very rarely goes off in points, but it seems like every time we see him, he either has half a dozen assists or 10 rebounds or seven steals. Like, he does a little bit of everything. Uh, and he could he could score, but his job is to get the other guys the ball. Yes. So, uh, And he still finds a way to get 11 points for himself. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this we did expect, uh, and I'm glad we got it. Uh, PH went to Madison and did not mess around. 64-33, Red Hawks roll, uh, and and again, the, they get contributions from everywhere. Garrett James scored 16, uh, Jackson Rowe with 13, Trayvon Thompson gets 10, and uh, Jovan Foy has a solid game, 9.6 assists, 6 steals, um, and, and you know that those guys all didn't have to play a lot of minutes. No, that they, they took care of this, and they could have, Done a lot worse if they needed to. But for Port Huron, that's a just don't trip over yourself game. Madison is way down this year. They lost a lot of seniors, and the ones they didn't lose aren't on the team anymore. And, yeah, that's a game that you can't drop, and they win by 31. That's just a check-the-box type game. And, yeah, keep it rolling. But what I like about this is they didn't play down to the opponent. Really easy to do. You've been rolling. You've been playing some tough games, getting some big wins. Oh, Madison, this this is our night to just roll the ball out. Well, they didn't just roll the ball out. They went out and and took it to them, uh, and as you say, beat them by uh, 31 uh, points. All right, here's a game that you saw, St. Clair and Marysville. Right. Um, so St. Clair needed to win because Port Huron in league play has been rolling. Real quick. If you like, if you look at Port Huron's league scores, those might be their four best performances: beat Marysville by twenty, beat Marine City by thirty, beat Saint Clair by nineteen, beat Madison by thirty-one. Yeah, and they just kind of come into their own again. They had the same kind of start last year, and then they figured it out, 
and after a slow start this year, and and I think the slow start had more to do with who they were playing than right. they how they were playing. Three, and their only loss since has been against Yale at SC four, and PH just can't win at SC four. They're they like zero and three since we've been doing this. I remember they lost on a buzzer beater to Brown City. They got bombed by Genesee Christian, and then Yale beat them. But besides, and that, Yale played well, yes. and Yale is a good basketball team. Yes. So they haven't lost to a bad team, and when they've played some. I still think their worst game of the year is their win over Bad Axe. But I, sorry, I didn't mean to go no, back yeah, to no, St. Clair. But PH isn't just winning in the silver. They're dominating in the silver right now. Yeah. And I would be very, I would not be upset if it continued tonight when they host Lakeview. <laughs> just, hey, Lakeview if, if you could just. Keep winning by what you've been winning by, and I, and I won't be upset. Um, yeah, so I saw St. Clair and Marysville. And this game, um, well, it, it, it meant a lot for both sides. For Marysville, they're still looking for that signature win. They're still looking for that win to say, hey, we can play with some pretty good teams. We can beat those pretty good teams because they've played well against Croslex. They've played well against Yale. They were in a tight one against Lakeview where they had chances to win it at the end but couldn't get it done. And for St. Clair, it was only a two-game losing streak, but if you drop a third one now, I don't want to say panic sets in, but you have to look around the locker room and go, okay, what do we need to change? So this was a big one for St. Clair in a rivalry game, first one in the new gym, and it started off, defense was winning the day mostly in the first quarter. Mary's only had one player score in the first. They had three threes from Jake Dysinger. And that made a big difference because there's no Cole Horan for Marysville. And he's one of their go-to guys. Yeah, That makes a big difference. Um, so no Cole Horan. Jake Dyson here comes out, bombs three threes, and really kept Marysville in the game because it was 13-9 St. Clair after a quarter. And you had three shots, essentially, that kept you within arm's length. And they took advantage of it. Uh, St. Clair, I think, got up to about an 11-point lead in the second quarter. But then Makai started getting it going a bit. Um, he was shut out in the first, and he was a big reason why they came back. I believe he had all 13 of his points uh, in the second quarter. Jake Dysinger added another layup. So it's 24-24 at half, and you're going, all right, we got a ball game. We got a, a tight one. It's going to be a rivalry game. And then St. Clair just put the clamps on. And Braylon Franz kept being Braylon Franz. He is quicker than anyone on the court. He can get to the hoop seemingly at will. Uh, I think he ended up with 27 points. I think 13 came from the line because he moves quicker and draws fouls. Uh and St. Clair outscored Marysville in the second half, 30-14 to 14, to get the win. They shut out Mackay in the second half, and Marysville just struggled to get to near the basket. And St. Clair's offense wasn't anything extraordinary, but you give up 14 points and a half, you score a 30, you're looking like rock stars. Well, you know, we got a Mike, Matt uh, Distelrath, and, and see what he's saying at halftime. Because this is at least two games I can think of off the top of my head where the first half was meh, like Croslex was kicking their butt. Right. And then they just came out and completely flipped the uh, the script in the second half. And in this game, you're in a tight game, and all of a sudden the second half happens and you dominate a team. Um, so they're making adjustments at halftime, 
and doing good things or or he's giving the the greatest, you know, win one for you know, the Gipper speeches of all time. And I I think Braylon Franz started to come into his own. Everyone else took their turn scoring around him. Like Evan Trudeau finished with seven, but he'd go on a little run. Cooper Pennywell had six, and he did a nice job inside neutralizing anything for Marysville because so much of their offense is around the perimeter that kind of saw it when they played Yale with Ryan Fisher and Cooper Pennywell filled the same role. If anyone can clog up the paint against Marysville, it takes away the drive for Mackay, and they become very reliant on the three. Yeah, and you can live by the three or you can die by it. Yeah, and second half, they die. And when you're by missing it. one of your better three point shooters, too, for the game. Because you could feel his presence, his, or you could feel his absence in this one. For Marysville, Jake Dysinger ended up with 16 points. It's kind of what Marysville needed if they wanted to pull off the upset. Again, Makai ended up with 13, which on the surface isn't a bad game, but when it's all concentrated in one quarter, then it's, I mean, he was the focal point. You could tell St. Clair was not letting him get going, and he tried to force a few shots, but when Radford and Dysinger combined for 29 and everyone else on the team combines for nine, and that was just two other players... Yeah, you kind of, kind of have to tip the cap to St. Clair defensively, um, but I thought that was a really nice win for St. Clair. I think Braylon France showed why he's a star in this game. He was all over the floor and again at the free throw line. Incredible. Uh, I, I believe his final total was thirteen of fifteen, if I remember correctly. He only missed two, and he made a lot. Two misses for him is a lot. <laughs> I mean, it is. That's, that's still you shoot now, high it, it, not, 80s. Not when I'm there because everybody's missing free throws when I'm there. But. Oh, we'll talk about Thursday's game because I had <laughs> – I, I thought I was you for a minute because I had one team that couldn't yeah. make a free throw if their life depended on it. But Braylon France was money at the line, 27 points for him, and he was the best player on the floor, and he showed why. And he kind of led – I mean, scored half of St. Clair's points. Yeah. Well, I, and like you said, St. Clair kind of needed a win here. Uh, and I, Marysville is a better team than they were a year ago, but they're still not a, a team that should go into St. Clair and take that game from the right. Saints. They're still not at a point where they can compete for a league title or consistently go up with the best in the area. Because, yeah. they again, they have nice runs. In the second quarter, you outscore St. Clair 15-11, to 11, and you tie it up going into the half, and you come out and you get outscored 17-7, and the game's kind of over at that point. I mean, yeah, you can come back from down 10 going into the fourth, but the way Marysville was, felt like pulling teeth for the Vikings to score, it, it is hard to make that comeback because you know you're not going to shut down St. Clair. Heck, even if St. Clair didn't score in the fourth quarter, they still win this game. Now, (laughs) there was a funny moment, at least for me, because I'm not going to say I have seen worse officiated games than the one in this (laughs) one. How does this keep coming up this year? Well, because it it doesn't have to – well, it kind of has to do with the officials. Um, But it was not the worst one I've ever seen. I mean, I wouldn't have given it a a glowing review. It didn't affect the outcome of the game, but – I would say St. Clair was 
a slight benefactor of calls when you take it in in the whole game. And there was a sequence where Marysville was getting – there was about a 30-second stretch where I thought Marysville had a pretty big gripe. And Eric Schunk, I think it was a combination of being frustrated in the second half that his team was letting one slip away and not getting the calls. And he is giving it to the one official. Because there was a no call on Marysville on the one end, and they called basically the same play uh, for St. Clair. So Eric Schunk, much like a how sometimes when a baseball manager just wants to get thrown out to prove a point, was trying to prove a point. I mean, he is as hot as I've seen him in a couple years. And he cannot get a T if he had alphabet soup. He could <laughs> not find one. And he is trying and then at the next call and he's just like i'm gonna keep going and eventually the guy across the gym just goes all right i know what you're doing here's a t and he turned to the official and goes thank you and then just sat down and was like i got it out i got what i wanted and, and i asked him after the game i go you get kicked out from sitting down in your chair and having a conversation like we are in a in a game but you ask for a tea, you are trying to get one, and you can't get it. Apparently, he needs to be more fiery, and, he, and he'll get more calls to go his way. Well, I just, like, yeah, I, I don't get it, because I was there the night he actually got kicked out of the game for doing nothing. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He asked the guy a question, and I don't know, somebody kicked that guy's cat that day, but he he was just itching to be argumentative, and 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 Shunker just asked him a question and he's gone. Yeah, he didn't get out of his chair if I remember correctly, and, and right? Then, and then yeah, no, he he sat there and he didn't raise his voice. Um and and he didn't like say, "Oh, you stink" or "Oh, that's yeah. a terrible call." He's like, "When, you know, my guy, you know, I I want to know so that I can right. teach him what he's doing wrong." Wasn't also something to do with the bench getting up and cheering? Yeah, wasn't that I, an issue? I mean, just the the guy wanted to fight and the coach happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But, yeah, I've seen guys go out onto the court, like almost out to the to the jump circle right. at, at center court, and nobody says a word to them. Well, <laughs> I mean, he was trying as hard as he could, and it was just the funny. Night we because did that Sterling Heights game. Th that guy oh, that was almost ago. climbed up into the rafters, and he didn't get a tee. That was years course, ago, but, yeah. They knew they'd blown the call, I think. Um, but he was – Sean, <laughs> he was trying for it, and it's like when the other official gave it to him, he was just like, okay, we're good. I just had to prove my point. <laughs> and it was – it's just – I just found it ironic that when he is well-behaved and calm, nope, go to the principal's office. But when he's trying to get in trouble, like he could have said anything to that official. I don't think he was going to give him yeah. a T. And yeah. it was like two minutes of Tom Izzo yell level yelling, <laughs> and he just couldn't buy one. But, um, yeah, like I said, I think he had a beef, and I think it was just to prove a point and maybe to try to fire his team up a little bit. It was one of those T's that, yeah, you just you go, all right, I understand the point of that, that every coach probably has to pull out once or twice a season. Yeah. Well, I, 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 the the T I saw uh, last week was the, the Jeff Austin was angry with one official and had to take it out on another. So it's the it's the guy he's probably not even mad at who right. gave him the T. <laughs> uh, I've had a, I've had a lot of technicals this week, 
And with the St. Clair Marine City game tonight, you might see a few there, more. There's a there are pretty good odds that <laughs> there's at least one tonight. Speaking of Marine City, they're coming off a 69-44 loss to Lakeview. Ooh. Yeah, that one uh, was that in Marine City, or was that in Lakeview? You know, I don't know. Um, let me double check. But Marine City team again, they they give up a lot, and if they're if not on shooting, it, oh, it's down at Lakeview. Yeah, that's a tough one for them in a 25-point loss. They Like Marysville, they have improved. Unlike Marysville, they're just not ready to compete consistently with, with, with good teams. Um, I like some of the pieces. Again, I think there's noticeable improvement from last year to this year. I mean, I've seen them twice against Armada and against Richmond. And no, they're not going to be a favorite to win a district. But they're not a team that I think is going to roll over and die anymore. No, but they've got to play better defense. They do. Be- because they're not going to score a ton. And in their um, wins, they gave up 44 to Madison. They gave up 39 to Armada. Their defense is what's going to get them because they're almost they're as consistent as you can be offensively. They have never been below 40, and they've barely gotten above 50. Their low is 40. Their high is 53. So there you go. Yeah. That's what you are offensively. Going to have to hold a team below 50 to have a shot in a game. Yeah, you, you can't be giving up 70 points uh, home or away. No, not at all. Um, Speaking of, <laughs> New boy, Haven 79, Romeo 70. That's your kind of game. So, yeah, there's a team that gets to 70 and loses by nine. And you'll see Romeo tonight yeah. against Northern. Oh, that'll be a fun one for you. I hope so. I have a feeling. Every time I think I'm going to see a high-scoring track meet, I, I get a defensive mudslog event. Well, uh, Anchor Bay was in the slog. They lose to Lakeshore 67-46. Is Lakeshore that good? Because a- Anchor Bay is all this year, so I cannot <laughs> well, get tell on that, you. All right. In the thumb, um, some interesting results. Sandusky takes care of Ubley 44-33. Brown City with a win over Marlette. Yeah, I, I thought... You know, these teams are, are, you know, close, but I thought Marlette was the better team and would win this game. That's that's a nice win for Brown City. Of course, they've lost a lot, um, and for them to get 51 points, uh, this is a nice win. And Very I believe nice it was win. in Marlette. Yeah, that that's a rivalry game, and you know they were enjoying that, that bus ride home. Uh, how about this? KPAC doesn't win, but they go to the beach and – Put up a fight. They drop a sixty to fifty-five decision. KPAC has been a very pleasant surprise this year. Well, you know, and last week they went up to Ubley and won the game by three points. And then, yeah, they go to Harbor Beach, which is a tough place to play. And Harbor Beach is a good basketball team. Um, and KPAC played them tough. So KPAC, they're five and four. They've lost their last two. They lost at Sandusky. Oh, excuse me. This was at home against Harbor Beach. Excuse me. Oh, okay. So Harbor Beach had to come down in a, in a 60-55 loss, but still. Beach is who we consider the favorites in that league. That's a nice showing for KPAC. Their losses are to Cass City, who I think is getting love statewide in D3. Uh, Dryden, who we know is pretty good. Yeah, and Dryden can score. Yes, and they have a guy scoring 25 a night. Uh, Sandusky by 10, which is probably their worst loss, and then Harbor Beach by 5. That's a nice yeah. That's a nice little run. And now their next set of games, Memphis, Marlette, Brown City, Marlette, Ubley. They could win five in a row. Yeah, they, they, 
really they could be the favorite in maybe every game but the Marlette game. Yeah, because that's at Marlette. But I just want to give a little love to the K-Pac because I think they're having a, a much improved season, and that's a school that has not had a ton of athletic success recently. No, no. Uh, uh, speaking of, uh, Genesee beat Memphis 58-43. to That was the final score uh, from Wednesday's action. Uh, and last night, the only game that was uh, Landmark beat uh, School for the Deaf 66-12. to uh, everything else is uh, ladies. There were no ladies games on Wednesday, but there was uh, quite a few last night, and uh, the results, uh, at least for our teams in the MAC, were overall not very good. We'll get to that in just a moment. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.port.com 
phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. And last night we had uh, quite a bit of girls basketball uh, with uh, all of our MAC teams basically in action. And the BWAC, uh, uh, all but two teams played uh, last night. So uh, there were some interesting games, and then there were some disappointing games. Let's get the negative out of the way first because there is some positive, particularly in the BWAC, that I want to talk about. But when you sent me the score, Gross Point South 50, Port here on 31, I thought you sent it backwards. Um, I'm sure, blame me. <laughs> I'm not blaming you for the result, <laughs> but um, but I just I can wrap my head around because Gross Point South started two and one, and then they lost like four or five in a row. And that leads me to believe that maybe they had somebody out or they lost some players because they beat Northern by 14, and that's when Northern was at mostly full strength, and they beat Anchor Bay before dropping off a cliff offensively, scoring under 40 a game for the next four before dropping 50 for the first time this season against Port Huron. Well, I just know the last time I saw them, and it's embedded in my head, all they did was shoot threes, and all they did was make them. I just – because they lost to Gross Point North by 13, uh, and that was a team PH beat, and I know it doesn't work one-to-one like that. And I also – Gross Point North is a good team. Yes. But Port Huron showed that they are on that level. So I'm assuming either PH didn't have everyone or something had to have been – a skew in this game for this result. Yeah. That, well, that I one mean, just throws me off. Everybody can – it just goes to show, too, and this is high school sports. Anybody can have an off night. Clearly the Red Hawks had an off night in this one because they've been playing terrific basketball. I mean, I guess if you're going to have an off night, it doesn't matter if you lose by one or 31, that it counts as a loss all the same, get all the ick out of you right then. Yeah. But that was a disappointing one because I was starting to go all in with the Red Hawks, and now I got to reel that back just a little bit. I I keep trying to to teach you the even keel, but, but I they, like your they, enthusiasm. Portion had proven <laughs> yeah. they had won like four. We talked about it, four or five big games that we knew against quality opponents, and the Gross Point North was kind of the one that made me want to push the chips in the middle of the table and go all right, I am convinced this is a very solid team that's going to maybe not win the Mac Red, but be in the mix for the Mac Red title. And that loss hurts them a lot. Yeah. All right. Uh, Northern falls to Utica 49-41 on the uh, road, but uh, Northern uh, gets uh, a a nice game from Pearl Porritt. And and I guess if if you know, because they're down to it, if if you know you're going to be the player who takes the shots – that helps your confidence a little bit, I think. And for for Northern, no Shannon Falco, no Kate Nichols, and Jade Freeman isn't back. And at this point, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put her to the side and say, if she comes back, awesome. I'll be very excited. But until that happens, I'm just going to kind of assume it's a lost cause. Um, so 
Northern kind of had two choices. Sit and wallow and go, oh, season's lost. Uh, we, we, drew, we rolled snake eyes on the cosmic dice. Or step up and at least fight. And it seems like they're fighting. And with Pearl Porritt scoring 14, she's going to have to be someone that's been a bench player that's had very limited minutes that is going to have to contribute. The Ramos combined for 15. They're going to have to find ways to compete and ways to step up. And and I like their fight because the games are going to be played regardless yeah. of if players get hurt or not. So you, you have a choice. It's it's kind of why you like sports because it's reflection of life. Sometimes life kicks your ass and, hey, you, you have the next day comes whether you want it to or not. Yeah, and, and the thing with, with if you're playing against Northern and you go, okay, Falco's out, Freeman's yeah. out, um, Nichols is out, okay, don't let Eastman beat you. Right. And, and you take that away, you, you need something from other people. They, they need to step up. And hopefully this is an opportunity for some players that weren't getting a ton of minutes to grow a bit and take their lumps – because Northern's going to take their lumps, especially if those three are out extended time. But it's an opportunity for some players to grow. All right. What are we thinking with Marysville? They lose 46-41 to Warren Cousineau. Um, and I did not expect the, the Vikings to have the record that they have right now. Because I think they're better. I I know they're playing tough opponents, but I just I, I feel like they're a better team than this. It's... I feel I, like they have the best player in the area right now. I know that's, but that's the thing is it feels like it's almost exclusively her now. Cousinos not a bad team. They're six and three. They're they're near the top of the league. But here's what concerns me. So Avery Walters is she she she's a male woman. She delivers twenty some points a game every game. And this time, you got Kendall Quain to chip in 13. She's a bit of a shooter, and she's going to have games where she can do this. Now, for those math whizzes out there, that's, uh, what, 37 of 41. Yeah. You can't Avery have... Avery had 24. What? Avery had 24. Oh, yeah, Avery had 24, Kendall had 13. You can't let that be almost 100% of your scoring. You can't have the rest of the team combined for four points, because... Yes, uh, with Addie Minesburg out, that does hurt. I think that's a big loss. I think that's a bigger loss than we've talked about. Uh, but there's still talent on that team. There are still players that I believe can and will score that can be a plus player. And again, we're not at, we're not saying they need players to score 15 a night, but if you can get girls to score four here, six here, four here, and three there. That's an extra 15 points. Just, I like this Marysville team. I feel they're a little unlucky. They're a little flawed. And it it, it almost feels like they're, I, I, I don't know what to make of this team. I just don't because I know there's talent. And I feel like they are battle-tested. And I'm waiting for them to go on on a run where they win six, six seven games in a row. But I, I don't know if it's in the cards this year for Marysville. You know, and we do get a little spoiled because we're used to things being a certain way. Right. And for the last few years, it's been a certain way with that Marysville girls basketball team. 
We, we know that they're going to be at the top of their league. We know that they're going to be the team to beat in whatever district that they play in. Um, and they've won a lot of big ball games um, and, and made a lot of nice playoff runs. So just to, to kind of see them struggling like they are and, and to know like their personnel, like to know that nobody can stop Avery Walters right now. Right. She scores at will. But right now, if and, I'm game you, planning, I'm going to let Avery score 25 and try to hold the other the rest of the team yeah, under 15, and make, then it's a race some, to 40. Yeah, make somebody else beat you. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, it's hard. St. Clair is going through it, too, because, again, we know that this is a team that's got a lot of talent, but they don't have what Marysville has. They don't have an Avery Walters who's just going to take over for them. They do it by committee, but they've got to just get a little more from the committee. Right. Um, and they lose to Fra And Frazier's good. Uh, 48 to 31 down at Frazier. Frazier's guards are, are good, and, and they've got uh, some, some weapons uh, there. So that St. Clair went on the road and, and lost at Frazier, okay. But by by 17 and like I'm still hopeful that that they're one of the top three in that league yeah and you saw Frazier you know they're not a bad team no they they're, they're solid they didn't go down and just trip over themselves and lose to a team they had no business losing to but scoring has has been the issue and it's just Play what we said after their Lakeview loss. Play what we said after the uh, Weimer tournament. It's kind of the same thing with St. Clair, and you're still waiting for somebody to step up. And defensively, if they're giving up 48, that's going to be tough. Yeah, and they're usually stronger than that defensively. I mean, um, Marine City can score points, and I know they didn't win that game, but they made it tough for Marine City to score. Right. And Frazier and Marine City, to me, are almost identical teams. Right. Um, and when they when they played, that was a low-scoring game. Marine City did get 51 in a win uh, at Roseville, 51-27. to 27, So they were our one uh, MAC area team that uh, was able to go on the road and get a win uh, last night. But, boy, it, w- it was still a, a tough uh, night. Um, was not a tough night for uh, for New Haven, sixty-two to eighteen. They beat Clintondale. Anchor Bay lost to Romeo, sixty to fifty-six. That's that was a, high a good ball game. game. And I just want to remind you that that same Romeo team that beat Anchor Bay, sixty to fifty-six, played Armada not too long ago and only scored forty-seven. No, I told I I keep I, trying to tell you there's some good teams in the BWAC. Oh, I know. And you and saw I, two of them I saw last two of them. night. Do you want to talk about them now? Do you want to yeah, no, pay let, the bills no, and then come back? Let's or get, let's dive get in? right into it. Yeah. All right. So, Croslex, 7-2, and 3-0 and in league play. Armada, 4-1, and 3-0 and in league play. Uh, you know this game was going to be a big one, and uh, it, it both did and didn't live up to the hype. Um, the first quarter had no feel to it there were times where it was up and down and then they were letting them play and then there was times where it felt like you couldn't breathe in the wrong direction and there'd be a whistle um there were times where it felt like the defenses were forcing turnovers whenever they wanted and then there were times where it felt like the press breaks were just going through practice on air and you throw it in a blender it all comes out 11 10 armada on top 
And I'm going, all right, this is just going to be what this game's going to be. A weird game where two uh, sides are feeling each other out, throwing punches, and it's almost going to be a game of like two-minute spurts. And each two minutes is going to have a different story. And it was kind of that way in the second quarter. Armada at one point looked like they were going to pull away, and then Cross Lex was able to chip back into it. It was 28-26 at halftime, so high-scoring first half. Would have been higher scoring. Cross Lex, I believe at the half, I'd have to remember and go back and listen, I think was 1 of 8 or 2 of 10 from the free throw line. They were struggling in a big way. And when it's a two-point game at half, that's probably the main thing you're looking at going, if we're even average at the line, we're winning this game. Yeah, just 50%. Uh, but then the, the third quarter happened. Armada came out of the locker room and, much like the Marysville-St. Clair game we just talked about, put the clamps on Crosslex, held the Pioneers to two points. They scored 15. And then in the fourth quarter, just basically matched baskets, and it ended up being a 55-38 convincing Armada win. Claire Sneezak had 18. Ashlyn Upton had 16. And I've seen Armada twice, and both times I've seen them. The freshman, Valeria Ricosa, she had nine in this one, and you can tell she's getting comfortable with the, the pace of varsity basketball, but man, I think she's going to be a really nice player because you can tell she understands the game. I think it's just building up that confidence off the bench, but she added a big nine points, and Armada makes a statement win. Isabella Edwards had 16 for Cross Lex. No one else had more than five. Yeah, that that's the the tough thing because usually they've got another player or two that contributes offensively. But chalk that up to Armada too. Armada plays good defense. They do, and Armada's a weird team because it's been the same story both times I've saw them, whether it's Romeo or Cross Lex. All right, in an eight minute quarter, they will have about four to six minutes where they look very, very competent. They know what they're doing. They can break the press, and they, they play basketball the right way. And then there's like a two- to four-minute stretch in a quarter where it's like, okay, we're getting all the bad out right now. We're going to turn it over in the backcourt and like let Crosslex back in the game, and then they go, okay, we flushed that out of our system. Let's go up by 15 in this third. And there's a lot more good than bad, but it's weird. It's, it's like all or nothing with Armada, the two games I've seen them. And when they're on, oh, they're, they're on. And hey, I don't know if these teams played seven times who would win the series, but I can tell you with certainty that last night Armada was emphatically the better team than Croslax. Yeah, I'm very interested uh, when they rematch and it goes up to Croswell. If Armada beats them like that again, then you've got an answer as to who's the better team. But I have a stinking suspicion that they'll go up there and and Croslex might turn that around on them. Because well, I'm guaranteeing you, Brady, Croslex is a good team. Oh, I'm I'm not they're not a bad team by any means. It's just Armada was the better team on uh Thursday night. And Cross Lex doesn't have too long to wallow. They'll have a game against Algonac, but then next week taking on Yale. And that'll be a big game. And if you lose that one, you're hoping for a share of the league title at that point. Which I think all these teams should be hoping for anyways. 
<laughs> well, Armada and Yale, they control their own fate. They don't play until the end of the month. And I was just doing a little looking ahead. Armada Yale at Yale, I believe, is the second to last BWAC game of the season. I have a feeling that's going to be a big one. Well, they could play it this afternoon. It's a big one. Right. But that one I mean, might decide who wins the league title. That yeah. one might be the winners are celebrating and, and knowing they're putting another year up on that banner. Uh, we uh, Again, the, the, and we say this about the BWAC, I think, every year. We could have one winner or we could have three teams tied for the championship, just depending on how these games play out. And, again, you know there's going to be somebody in there that's going to throw a wrench into it. That somebody may be North Branch. Um, yeah, you got to see them and Richmond for the first time uh, last night. Yeah, uh, North Branch ended up winning the game 38-17, to but it was – 20 to 17, 30 seconds into the fourth quarter. And then North Branch shut out Richmond the rest of the way and went on an 18 to nothing run to pull away uh, and end up winning this game emphatically. North Branch has got some good players. Um, we know about Macy Cake. We know about Tracy Ludisher. We know about Ellis Wash. And they were all good last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Cake had 13 points, Ludisher had 12, and Swash had 18. Uh, Ludisher was in some foul trouble, so she's, she hit two three-pointers to start the game and had six points, and then didn't score again until the fourth quarter, but she made three big baskets and had six points in the uh, fourth. Um, Cake, I, I think, had uh, seven points at halftime, got shut out in the third quarter, and then in the fourth, again, Three big baskets, six points. Swatch had one point at halftime, and she had a huge fourth quarter where she scored seven points. So, and, and then they they have just other people that, eh, you know, Lily Osborne, uh, Rowan Connolly, Maya Cipher. They might not score a lot of points, but they do their jobs. They rebound. They defend. Connolly brings the ball up against the pressure and and does a, a good job. So, I, I you know. Is North Branch as good as they were last year? No. They, they don't have a Bailey Gormley player. And Bickles graduated, so and, they And lose Bickles her. graduated, and, and Welsh isn't there, um, and Deshetsky isn't playing basketball. I, I mean, those are, those are people that could turn them into a good team to a great team. Right. Um, so that's kind of where they're at. R- Richmond uh, really struggled to, to score. They didn't have anybody with more than four points. Nader had four. McKiernan had uh, four. Um, they only scored two points in the fourth quarter. They only scored three points in the second quarter. Their biggest quarter was the third quarter. They scored seven points. So just uh, defensively, they they work hard. They weren't that bad. Uh, they only gave up 20 points through three quarters. Uh, and then uh, and North Branch scored 18 in in the fourth but, you know, Richmond's issue is going to be scoring the basketball. Right. And that's a program that has struggled. They, they're taking baby steps forward because they are improved to where they have been the last couple of years. They're just, it's baby steps. Yeah. Um, and uh, Yale did what uh, Yale was supposed to do. Uh, they went to Algonac and won 51-9, got 14 from Sadie Dykstra and 12 from Alyssa Barr, and I'm sure neither one of them touched the court in the second half. Yeah, that's a take care of business and and get on the bus type of game. 
How about um, Marlette gave Sandusky a game? 39-36. The Wolves have to survive. Grace Keyboard with 14-6. and six. Helena Long with 13. Rinky with 8-7 and seven assists. But Gabby Martinez for Marlette uses her size, gets 18 points for the Red Raiders, and they nearly pull off the upset. Yeah, I guess Long hit two big three-pointers late in the uh, game to make sure Sandusky got out of there with the the win. Uh, I, I saw Marlette uh, at SC4, and I mentioned during that game that Gabby Martinez would be a problem for a team that doesn't have a true big um, and um, not that Sandusky is a, a small a team, but obviously they had their problems with Martinez last well, night. Well, and you don't, have a, you don't have size, can't teach it, and Martinez took advantage of it. Sandusky used their, their guards and was bombing up threes, and Martinez said, all right, I'll go in the post and I'll drop 18. Yeah, that's, that's half her team's points right there. Right. 18 is a lot in any game, but when you only score 36. 18's a ton. Right. Harbor Beach uh, beats Cass City 46-35. to Memphis ekes out a 21-19 win over KPAC. Thriller. Brown City beat Ubley 36-28. How about Kingston? 86 points. The Kingston girls basketball team scored 86 points last night. They're really good. Beat Peck 86 to 31. <laughs> There's your hard hitting analysis. Kingston's really good at, bas- at girls basketball. Yeah, they, they routinely get to regional finals and go to quarterfinals. Um, Carsonville Port Sandlack beats Akron Fairgrove 33 to 11. And uh, those were all the girls basketball scores from last night. There were some hockey games played the last uh, two days, and we'll do that in the final segment. Upgrade your business with Quality Computer Solutions, your all-in-one IT managed services provider. QCS becomes your IT help desk managing desktops, laptops, servers, phone systems, and more. You manage your business, we handle your technology seamlessly. Already have an IT staff? QCS provides expert staff augmentation for enterprise-level projects. Worried about security? Ensure your data safety with QCS. Call now for a free on-site security assessment or visit us at our website at qcsph.com. Again, that's QCS. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated 
Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Forest Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Forest Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. On Wednesday, I saw a hockey game, um, and the the final was Anchor Bay 6, Marysville 3, but that really doesn't tell you about the game. I feel like that's been the intro to every hockey game you've I'm, seen. I'm, just, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you've seen a lot of games like that recently. Luke Christensen. Okay, coming into the game, Luke Christensen was 10-3 and with three shutouts a 2.23 goals against average, and a save percentage of 9.02, which if you're up over nine uh, in high school hockey, you're doing your job. Marysville pumped 35 shots at Christensen. They outshot Anchor Bay 35-22 to and lost this game 6-3. to Christensen was fantastic. This was a 3-3 game after two periods. I don't know what it is with teams getting out to 2 nothing leads in games that I do. Yeah, that's the other theme we've had. But Not even games you, like, it feels like Marysville and Northern, if they get out to a 2 like, if they go up one nothing, just put it in your own net, because 2 nothing right now is cursed. <laughs> it is. Uh, ben LaValle scored the first goal of the game, and I... I don't even know that I can do justice to do, to like my description of it uh, on the broadcast. I just don't know if, if I could put across what a spectacular goal it was and what a just stupid, ridiculous shot he made because there was no room. There was nowhere to put the puck, and somehow he got it over the goalie's shoulder and up into the top part of the, the net on the short side cutting in from an angle with defenders trying to cut him off and chasing him from behind. And I don't know how he got the damn puck in the net, but it was a spectacular goal. And then he had three breakaways in the third period and couldn't score on the guy. He used up all his puck luck uh, on that shot. Brody Tuffin fanned on the first two scoring opportunities, and he had point-blank scoring opportunities, and he fanned on both of them. He got a third chance, and this is 33 seconds after Lavalle's goal, right out in the slot, and if the puck would have hit the goalie, it would have killed him. <laughs> he wasn't missing a third time. He hammered it 
into the back of the net. I'm surprised he didn't go through the net. Uh, it's one of the hardest shots I've ever seen anybody take in a game in, in a few years. So it's 2 nothing Marysville. But uh, Anchor Bay got a goal with 42 seconds left in the uh, the first. Uh, it was uh, a deflection by uh, Gavin uh, Sherby right up under the crossbar. So it's a 2-1 to one game going into the uh, second period. Easton Verbecki scored kind of a, a strange goal because I, I think he misfired on the shot, and I think that's why he scored. Um, be, because you're, you're Ryan Wynn and you're the guy's coming in and you think he's going to really snap one at you, and then all of a sudden the puck flutters on you. He got a piece of it, and it hit the post and deflected in. Um, so it was a weird-looking goal, but it made it 2-1. to one. Uh, Then Caden uh, Lee uh, scored, and Caden Lee's a goal scorer. He had had a hat trick the game before against Eisenhower. This was his 13th goal of the season. He blasted it in. Nothing you're going to do about it. But Marysville responded about a minute and a half later. Uh, Eli Furtaw scored from the blue line uh, on a shot where I don't know how the puck didn't get blocked because there were 100 people in front of the net. But that's why they the, it hit the net because Christensen never saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're 3-3 going into the uh, third. And, and Marysville, Marysville actually outplayed Anchor Bay in the second decidedly and got outscored 2-1 to one in the period, uh, which is weird. Uh, and then Anchor Bay uh, got uh, an early goal in the third from Chris uh, Steele. Again, it was kind of a weird play where the, the puck was in wind skates and he just couldn't find it, and Steele just kind of reached in and punched it over the goal line. Uh, and then uh, Tayden Jones scored a few minutes later. Again, kind of a funky-looking goal. It looked to me like it actually hit the side of the net and then bounced up and hit win and went in. That's um, some bad luck. Yeah, so, uh, again, I, I've seen a lot of bad luck for teams too in, in recent games and the last goal was an empty netter by Steele with nine seconds to go when the things were already decided but um again uh first star of the game was Christensen and then the next best player on the ice I thought for either team was Brody Tuffin uh, I just thought he had a, a after those first two chances mm-hmm. uh he got angry and he played hard uh and the other thing I'm going to say about this game some of the best hits I've seen yeah, in a long game. time uh, uh, Marysville, uh, and clean. Everything was clean. Um, Marysville had a few more than Anchor Bay did, but both teams had some savage hits in this game, but nothing dirty, nothing dirty. And nobody got hurt. Um, and it was just, but there, there was some rock'em sock'em hits. Uh, last night, uh, things didn't go so well, uh, for Northern at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Um, they gave up four in the third and ended up losing eight to one. They they were never really in this game. They were down two nothing after one, four one after two. Kyron Bruno had their uh, goal, but uh, St. Mary's uh, sweeps the uh, season series pretty emphatically uh, over the Huskies. Yeah, uh, St. Mary's I think is uh, they're having one of their better teams. This yeah, year. they're they're pretty good. Uh, this was what a four one game going into the third. Yeah, so they're probably not in it, but it's you know, a more respectable score. Well, I, I think the same thing happened the, the first time around. It was 2-2 two to two in the second period, and it ended up 9-2. to two. And I think St. Mary's scored five in the third. Well, when St. Mary's can probably roll four lines out that are all next-level caliber players, it's a little different. Like, Northern has – I think Northern has a, a very nice team this year, but they just don't have – the level of depth that St. Mary's or CC does. Yeah, uh, and and when you look at it, I think they, they scored 17 goals against the Huskies and nine came in the third period Ooh, in the two games. That's so, tough. 
Yeah, uh, and St. Clair Shores Unified uh, went into McMorrin last night, and they beat Port here on Unified by a score of 12 to nothing, and that was the hockey over the last couple of days. All right, you want me to ask you the question I asked you during the break, or do you want to just go over the games tonight? Well, we can do both. We've got time here. All right, well, it, it works. I guess it works hand in hand. So tonight at some point, whether it's 7, 4, or 5.30 with the text I just got, St. Clair and Marine City are playing with uh, the impending weather. I know it's going to be worse out west a little bit in the North Branch and Emily City's North Branch has already canceled all their athletic stuff for tonight. Um, that with the roads maybe not being great at night, they're moving stuff around. But St. Clair and Marine City are playing. And being around this for now four years and going to all corners of the Blue Water area and seeing just about every rivalry there is, I don't believe there is a rivalry with more vitriol in it than Marine City and St. Clair. And that includes high and northern. Like, that is an intense rivalry, especially in football. But I think there's... I guess, for lack of a better word, there's a little more respect um, between those two. Like, I think you get them away from the football field, and they can be, uh, they can coexist. Marine City and Saint Clair's rivalry is so deep they shot down a damn school. <laughs> yeah, they they won't combine. Yeah. Like, that's how deep that rivalry runs. And it doesn't matter. Like, you know, sometimes you'll get Do you think high. PH and Northern would ever combine? Like, if they came out and said, we're going to make a super school, and do you think they would combine? Or do you think I they think would... I, don't, I have no idea. I don't want to get into the, the small town, <laughs> like, legitimate politics of it. But all I know is there were, there were people on both sides of St. Clair and Marine City going, uh-uh, not doing it. And it doesn't matter what sport it is like when we did baseball that district game oh you could feel the same tension in the air you'd feel during the football game and when they play in basketball even when marine city isn't great at basketball you know what's one game you know they're going to get up for and play hard oh yeah the saint Clair game and i'm going there tonight and I, i was just asking some people um earlier in the week i think throughout just school-wide, regardless of sport, that is the rivalry that has the most animosity in it and the one that it doesn't matter what they're competing in, it's going to be uh, very, very intense. Now, there are some, I think, singular sport examples where you can say, yeah, this is a big one. There's not a lot of love lost. Well, I mean, uh, uh, one that uh, I, I didn't mention off the air to you, but the – the Croslex Emily City thing in in boys basketball is a big deal, but it doesn't carry over no. school wide to all well, the sports. And then the other one with Croslex and boys basketball, the last few years, especially since they've both been so good, Croslex and Richmond. Yeah, that one was one where both teams were out for blood. Um, Saint Clair and Richmond in baseball do not like each other, and there's several reasons for that that we will not talk about. Yeah. Um, Richmond and Elmont softball haven't liked each other the no. last couple of years. Elmont and North Branch football has been a pretty big rivalry the last handful of years. Yeah. Maybe not so as much now, but the last before this year, the last five or six years, it was a big deal. That yeah. had that was hey, if we win one game this year, it's that one. Um, but, again, none that are super school-wide. Like, Marysville and Marine City, 
yeah, it's a big rivalry, but I don't feel as if, I mean, let's, uh, let's it's, call a spade a spade. When one team doesn't win for 20 years, it's hard to get up and make it as the biggest rivalry in the area. Yeah, and it's nothing like it was right around the time you were born. Right. In the um, 90s at, at, when at both that teams time, were. It was fierce. Yes. Um, and well, it was all sports. Yes. Like the hatred carried. It started because of football, but it carried over into all sports, uh, boys and girls. Marysville and St. Clair is a rivalry, but I don't know how how much of a how intense it is. I think it fluctuates on class because recently when St. Clair's been good at a sport, Marysville hasn't. But when Marysville's been good at a sport, St. Clair hasn't. So you haven't had both schools be really good at the same time recently. Yeah, and they haven't played many games that meant something to both teams. Like, we got to win for the league right. championship. We got to – it's – you know, one, one team's already got the championship and the other team isn't going to get it. I do think um, a, a rivalry that does span most sports uh, is Richmond-Armada. I think that's one that, like when I go do the baseball game or softball game with them, you can feel the tension in the air. You could You could feel it in the football game I went to do this year that I think that's one that is comparable I don't think those two schools like each other very much. I don't think people appreciate just how close together those two schools are. Right. Because the BWAC is kind of spread out a little bit, but Richmond and Armada are snuggled up right next to each other. And that's one that maybe is a little underrated. Um, I think Yale Cross Lex obviously is a rivalry. They're not that far from each other. But, again, outside of boys well, boys and girls basketball this year, Crosslex has kind of dominated in recent years. Yeah. And while it's still a rivalry, it you have to be playing for something most of the time for it to have big meaning. Well, I mean, for for teams that constantly lose to somebody, they become a rival to you, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the feeling is the same way on the right. other side. Where I think even in St. Clair Marine City, I think one side could win and in football Marine City's won like 20 of 22 or whatever. They've only lost two or three times since Y2K. Uh, but that rivalry always has juice. Basketball. Outside of a little run around like 20, I want to say 2020 and 2021, St. Clair has dominated the basketball rivalry. Doesn't matter. Still has juice. Yeah. And same with baseball. And I'm telling you, Marine City probably could have walked off after they won against uh, St. Clair in the district semifinals and said, you take the district, we're celebrating this one, and it would have been a happy day for them. Hey, I saw a, uh, a softball game between Marine City and St. Oh, Clair. I forgot about that where, one. Where uh, they threw at a hitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they threw like the, the first pitch went behind the hitter, and I said, okay, that could that ball could have slipped. That could have yeah, been an accident. Second one. When the second one went to the same spot, I'm like, oh, no, they're throwing at her. <laughs> So I, there is some uh, real dislike between those two schools. And just because the game was tonight and going through, like there's a lot of rivalries, but again, there's for most rivalries, there's factors. Like, hey, if there's two good teams at the same time, like the example you always use in football, Port Huron and Mott for the 2010s, 
was a rivalry yeah. because they were always at the top of the blue or the white. They were, their game always meant who was going to win the championship. But no one would care about Port Huron and Mott in basketball or any no. other sport. Um, but for St. Clair and Marine City, I don't think, like the cliche, throw out the records, doesn't matter that that's if there's one game at Marine City that that gym gets full for, it's that one. And it feels like it doesn't matter the sport. Even in girls basketball, they've both been competing in the gold the last few years. Yeah, and they've had some really good uh, games and important games, playing for league titles and then meeting again in playing for district titles. Um, So that will always amp up a rivalry. Right. But like we mentioned, like Richmond Cross-Lex, for the last two, three years, yeah, it's been a blood war. But when one side falls off, it'll still be like a BWAC rivalry, but it won't have the same heat as it did the last couple of seasons. Like MLA City and and Croslex right now, I think that's a because both teams are good and Yale and well, I think I feel like Croslex has been pretty good at just about everything. They're not the most well liked team in the BWAC. Yeah, well, everybody likes a bad guy, and they're the bad guy uh, in the BWAC. Well, it's like in football. Hey, if you asked everyone in 1997 who the most hated football team in the area was, it was Marysville. Yeah, outside ask of Marysville, in, nobody liked in Marysville. 2017, and everyone doesn't like Marine City because they just win all the time. Yeah. Like, no one has – no one hates New Haven football. No, but some people hate New Haven basketball. Especially when they were winning state championships and Romeo Weems was dunking on people off the opening tip. But anyway, just because <laughs> tonight I have uh, Marine City St. Clair, I have a feeling there's more than a 50% chance someone gets attacked tonight. This was a big rivalry uh, week because uh, Marine City and St. Clair played in basketball early in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Clair just played Marysville. Well, this is the fourth St. Clair game we're doing this week. Yeah. And it's just because they, well, Monday. Been playing a rival. Yeah. And, like, all right, Lakeview's a great example. For you, Lakeview is a rivalry. No matter who they're playing in the area, Lakeview is your bad guy. Uh, and, yeah. And I actually kind of enjoy that you that you just despise them. They're like my Bishop Foley or Carroll. Right. I don't and, like those teams. And for <laughs> Rosenau, I believe they play Lakeview tonight. Don't lose. I will. I will. Uh, manually disqualify you from Max Silver contention if you lose tonight. <laughs> you wanted to do that to somebody else last night. Oh, it wasn't for a reason on the floor. No. But um, but anyway, I think we've rambled on long <laughs> enough. Dennis has actually had a game tonight, too, not that yes. you know that. Uh, Northern and Romeo, boys basketball. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the Huskies again uh, now that they r- really have been rolling since the last time I saw them play. So, uh, looking forward to that. And, and Romeo, um, Romeo is tricky tough, so um, th- this could be a fun one. And I'm excited that you're going to get eyes, so now we have almost a before and after with Northern. Yeah. Because right now, if January 12th Northern played December 12th Northern, I'm taking January Northern by double digits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Definitely, and it wasn't like they were playing horrible. They've had two bad games this year against right. two really good teams. But the thing is, we just knew with this team, the ceiling was yeah. sky high, and they weren't anywhere near that ceiling when we saw them play. Yeah. All right, uh, anything else? Um, yes, one last thing of a housekeeping. Um, Monday 
It's MLK Day, so we're going to record the show a little earlier. Um, on Saturday, there are a couple hockey games, so we I'm sorry to our ice friends. We won't be talking about those. We'll talk about Friday's games, and on Monday, the boys' basketball draft. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jeez, I got to get ready for that now. Yes, you do. And Killing talked me. about it. There's not a there's not a clear cl- clear cut clear cut favorite to go and like kind of wrote it out. Me and you talked about it at one point. The top like six to eight or nine, you can kind of go in any order. Yeah, I mean, there's no to clear cut number one like there's been the, the the last three years it was basically you wanted the number one pick so that you could get Tyler Jameson yeah, the first year we did it there was a conversation Soper Jameson and you knew whoever was taking one there was a point two seconds before pick two was given yeah. out because it was going to be the other one yeah the, the, they were the one two players and then when Soper graduated everybody knew Jameson's the first pick so all this to say we're going to make one fan base very happy, and about five are going to be pissed off at us because <laughs> we didn't take their guy number one. There's, just, there's nobody that's the clear-cut number one. There's seven or eight potential number ones. All right, anyways, uh, oh, the draft. You, you had to go and ruin my weekend before it's even started. I know. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk to you on Monday. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.